Greetings, and thank you for listening to the Antelope Island State Park Podcast. My name is Trish, and I am the park naturalist out here at Antelope Island. So Antelope Island has seen a little bit of growth in our critter population recently, and I wanted to chat about that a little bit. Um, As I'm sure I've talked about before, we introduced bighorn sheep to the island in 2020, uh, and that was when the Utah's Division of Wildlife Resources brought 24 bighorn sheep from Montana, good healthy animals, out to the island, and they are thriving. And after just a couple of short years, we were up to 37 bighorn sheep. Also, about eight years ago, we brought in 10 bull bison calves out of South Dakota. Um, And I'm sure that I've talked about this before as well. But if you see a big bull bison out here, usually on the north end, right around the visitor center, that has a green ear tag, those animals came from Custer State Park. Now, why are we doing this? We just finished the roundup uh, where we removed about 270 animals because we have a capacity, right? So why are we bringing in additional animals to the park at the same time as we're removing them? So a lot of our animals move back and forth between the island and surrounding mountain ranges. Dropping water levels in Great Salt Lake has made this much, much easier. So the bison and bighorn sheep, however, can't. Now, our bison are really content out here on the island. They have all of the food and all of the water uh, that they need, and they don't have predators, no wolves or anything chasing them around. So they're pretty happy out here. There's no reason for them to wander off. They did once. (laughs) If you have been around for a minute, you may remember a pretty catastrophic wildfire that we had on the island. I want to say it was maybe six or seven years ago. It, It was a bad fire. It burned most of the island and all of the vegetation um, in that fire burn area. So um, they did wander off. And you better believe that we got a call from the neighbors. Bison, they don't fall into the category of urban wildlife that you're used to just seeing in the neighborhoods. So while they could come and go, they don't. And when they did, the neighbor let us know right away. Now, bighorn sheep used to be able to move on and off the island, um, but like bison, they didn't. They like the rocky cliffs of Frerie Peak. They have water sources up there, so they're pretty content out here. Now, having a healthy bighorn sheep population on the island is very important to the state of Utah as a whole. We, We did have at least one occasion of sheep wandering off and back to the island, and unfortunately, when they did that, they brought back a respiratory illness, and that wiped out the entire herd. Uh, You can learn all about our bighorn sheep, how they got here, why they're here, and how they're doing by having a listen to episode number 28 of this podcast. That was just from this September, so fairly recent. Once we realized that the sheep could move back and forth along that dry lake bed into town and potentially bring illnesses along with them again, we built a fence out on the lake bed, and that is to keep them from crossing. Uh, and it also helps with uh, the bison and other critters. So the sheep and the bison are trapped here. What do you think would happen if we kept letting the same animals breed over and over and over again? 
we would start seeing some problems in the health of our herds, right? So for these animals, we have to ensure that there are fresh genes coming in. And that is why we are bringing in those, those new animals from different herds at the same time as we are selling a large number of them. So in 2020, we started over, started from scratch with our bighorn sheep herd. We brought 24 of those animals in from Montana. 24 animals does not make a diverse enough herd. So just this fall, actually very recently, we received 27 additional sheep out of Arizona. Now our bighorn sheep are managed by the DWR, again, that's the Utah's Division of Wildlife Resources. So our park biologist isn't involved in those conversations with coordinating those transfers. But now that we're up to about 65 healthy bighorn sheep on the island, he doesn't expect DWR to bring any more loads of sheep our way anytime soon. Uh, We don't carry as many bighorn sheep on the island as we do other animals. Now, bison, however, are managed by the state park. So all of those negotiations and coordinations are done by us. And by us, I mean our biologist, Dr. Stephen Bates. We have a lot more bison on the island than bighorn sheep. Uh, A lot more bison create a lot more babies. So it's more important to bring in fresh genes more often. And we try to do that every, about every five years. And the last group we brought in was from Custer State Park. And, And we have those 10 very healthy, very beautiful, dark, and sometimes cantankerous uh, bison bulls. So make sure you don't approach any animals on the park, but especially the bison. You can identify those by their green ear tags, and some of them are starting to break off, I've noticed, but if you see a green earring on a bull bison, you'll know he came from South Dakota. Now just this October, we brought in eight new bull bison calves from a private herd in Kansas. If you came to the bison working this year after Roundup, just that first week in November, and if you took a tour with me, I was pointing those animals out. Uh, They were being held in a separate corral for several weeks before we let them out onto the park with the other animals. These calves are still young, under a year old, but they'll be king of the island soon, and they'll be, you know, that big, beautiful cantankerous (laughs) presence that you see um, in those custard bowls right now. So right now those uh, new Kansas animals have big floppy yellow ear tags and there was talk of clipping those off when they were rounded up next October but until then and and maybe after you'll be able to recognize those Kansas critters by that yellow numbered ear tag. So what do those conversations look like? Uh, Bison calves are either bought or traded This batch from Kansas was from a private herd, and our park manager bid on animals in an online auction, a lot like our auction. When we are looking for bison, we're looking for strong animals with healthy blood. These are coming from managed herds. We can't risk bringing in animals with illnesses like brucellosis or anything else. So we buy the animals, we go fetch the animals, we bring them home and keep them separate from the rest of the animals for a period of time just to keep an eye on them. Uh, And then we let them loose to meet their neighbors. Now, a different conversation is when we arrange with another agency to trade animals. Other bison managers are in the same situation we are, right? We have to occasionally bring in new critters to diversify our genes. So 
from time to time, we will coordinate a trade with those other managers so that we bring in a handful of their bison and they take a handful of ours. And I understand this is the process for DWR, uh, Utah's Division of Wildlife Resources as well. And they will even trade one species for another. So really great collaboration happening to keep wildlife healthy in the state. So bison and bighorn sheep are trapped here. (laughs) So it's up to us to keep them healthy and prevent inbreeding by bringing in fresh blood from time to time. All of the other critters are free to move back and forth from the island to other habitats surrounding the lake. The mule deer, pronghorn, coyotes, certainly the birds, they are all able to naturally diversify their genes. Uh, Folks have asked, why don't you move some of your monster mule deer bucks over to the Wasatch so that the island's monster bucks will spread over there? Fun fact, they're the same deer. We don't have to move deer from here to there. They're already doing it naturally. So that is it for genetic diversity. Thanks again for listening. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe and tell a friend. If you have any feedback or suggestions for the podcast, please let me know by emailing me at tackley at utah.gov. The park is open every day from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. You can find park information, including current conditions, on our website, antelopeisland.utah.gov, on Facebook at Antelope Island SP, Instagram at Antelope Island State Park, Twitter at Antelope SP, and if you're within about 50 miles from our causeway, you can pick up Antelope Island Radio on AM 530. See you on the island. Once we realized that the sheep could, what is that static? All of the other critters are free. All of the, what is that static?